0: You're listening to Redemption City Church. For more information, check us out at RedemptionCityChurch.com. Good morning, Redemption City Church. How you doing? Good to see you all, virtually, of course. uh, For those of you uh, checking out the, the service Online via YouTube, Facebook, uh, maybe even listen to a podcast. Uh, my name is Tim. I'm one of the elders here at Redemption City Church and I'm super glad to be with you today. Uh, many of you wondering why I may be smiling. Well, outside of smiling just being my favorite, I'm actually picturing you, picturing some of you uh, in the audience today, and it's just making me smile. But also, today is a very special day. Um, It's the birthday of the church, also known as Pentecost Sunday. Uh, What a joyful time to to be celebrating. And it's so fitting that we're talking about being the church on a day like today, when when Christ came, uh, gave the Holy Spirit, and established the church as souls were saved. And, and of course, it propelled uh, the church on into what it is today. But many know and remember what happened that day in, in Acts 2, you know, when the Holy Spirit was given to believers, and I'll just read Acts 2, 1-4. through 4, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Again, it was the birthday of the church. It's when, <clears throat> excuse me, the Holy Spirit came to unite believers into one body, and of course, Christ being the head of that body, the church. Three thousand souls were that. Three thousand souls were saved that day. Oh, what a, what an amazing day! And I can only imagine uh, what what that was like. But uh, Pentecost is actually the closing of a festival called the Feast of Weeks, and, and it's also um, called Shavu, Shavuot. Forgive my uh, pronunciation uh, there, but Shavuot, or the Feast of Weeks. And I'll admit, uh, I'm not an expert at all the Jewish festivals and feasts, um, but I would encourage you to dive into them a little bit and and get some understanding on them because there's so many ties to the gospel and telling the story of Jesus in these celebrations. But this Feast of Weeks, Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, uh, it's a celebration amongst the Jews. Uh, it, it has to do with the end of the grain harvest at Passover time. Of course, we always always think of the harvest and the gospel and, and gathering the harvest. It's the beginning of their exodus process out of bondage. Uh, and, and it's also the time when God gave the Torah to the Jewish people at Mount Sinai. Um, we won't, won't go into a ton of detail on that, but please go, go research it. Um it, there's so many tie-ins here, it's just quite um uh, amazing. You know, the Passover freed people from physical bondage, but the giving of the Torah was like the freedom of their their spiritual bondage to idolatry and immorality. And and what's interesting is many people in the Jewish faith consider uh the giving of the Torah such a historical event. It's it they say it's like a wedding between God and his people. Uh, that may sound familiar, right? Uh, it's interesting that Pentecost is too like a wedding as Christ establishes His church. And of course, He's coming back for His church, His bride, the bride of Christ, uh, his, his church. So continue on in, in this festival of weeks or this feast of weeks. Uh, there's a number of symbolisms, and I, I found five that were just uh, pretty amazing. Um, there's a, a, a number of them, but I, I picked out five that I thought were really interesting and uh, one is these wheat wave offerings, which expresses uh, the Jews' dependence on God for the harvest, but also, um, obviously, there's that symbolism of, of the harvest. It, it's undeniable. Also a reference to two wave loaves, which which uh, expresses that both Jews and Gentiles can receive this gift from God, this gift of salvation and of the Holy Spirit. Another interesting thing is that it's celebrated, this Feast of Weeks is celebrated by uh, studying the scriptures throughout the night. So they pick, they have this night and they study scriptures throughout the night. And of course there's numerous scriptures in, in, in the Bible that talks about studying to show thyself approved. Uh, in, in 2 Timothy and of course in, in 1 Peter where they talk about being ready to give an answer and a hope uh, for for the hope that's in you. And that's um, done through the study of the scriptures to build our faith, to to build our, our knowledge, to be able to uh, witness and to share the love of God. Another one is, uh, again, quite interesting. It's customary in this, in this feast to invite guests and strangers into the community to celebrate uh, what the Torah says. Uh, in Deuteronomy sixteen eleven. You shall rejoice before the Lord your God, your son and daughter, and the stranger and the orphan and the widow. It's this invitation into the community, uh, the opportunity, uh, the symbolism of welcoming in the community and, and, and being adopted as sons and daughters uh, in, into this. So again, that's, uh, again the symbolism is, is amazing. And of course, the last thing I found was it's customary to read the book of Ruth that they, they read through. And if you read the book of Ruth, you, you understand that that speaks to about communities and, and about people uh, helping the poor, the orphan, the widow, uh, the unmarried. <clears throat> and so uh, just these symbolisms uh, that tie into what it means to be the church. And again, uh, how how amazing is that? Pentecost not only memorializes the first given of the written law on, the, on tablets of stone, but it also memorializes what happened on the same day many years later, when the Holy Spirit or the law of God was written on the hearts of people. Um, Luke's account in Acts 2, just incredible timing, and I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, Jeremiah 31, 33, this is the covenant I'll make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I'll put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And in Acts 1, 4 and 5, On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them his command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So getting back to this timing, this amazing timing, you know, in in Acts 2. um, At that time, thousands of Jews had journeyed there to celebrate the Feast of Weeks, and it was at that time that the followers of Jesus were were in that upper room, and they began to speak in other tongues, and the loud noise came, and and the crowds gathered, and and Peter preached, and 3,000 people accepted Jesus as their Messiah that day. What amazing, um, it's just incredible timing, and it's something that only the Lord could do. What did Peter preach? He began quoting the prophet Joel, "'The Lord will pour out His Spirit on all flesh.'" Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, he preached a number of things in Acts 2, but he ends with the very simple stuff of repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus, and you will receive forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. The Holy Spirit on that day, that the two loaves of bread uh, were offered during that feast. It symbolized that both Jews and Gentiles could receive this gift of God's salvation and, of course, the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit equips us to be His witness. He'll, He'll give us power when the Holy Spirit comes on us and we'll be His witnesses and, and being the church, so we've talked about the, the, um, the birthday of the church, and now we're talking about what it means to be the church. And I believe it's being a witness, because he says, you will be my witnesses. And so I believe being the church is being his witness. It's about Jesus-filled, Spirit-filled, Scripture-filled, as we talked about in some of these, in the feast. you know, some of the things that represented um, but it's it's about Jesus-filled, Spirit-filled, Scripture-filled people being as witness. Being as witness by bringing the gospel to our communities, ready to share the hope that we have. Being as witness by offering God's gift of salvation, allowing people to be adopted in as sons and daughters of the King, adopted in our community, inviting in um, those who are not yet in the community, but inviting them in as sons and daughters. Being as witness as as uh, it's said in Ruth, you know, it talked about uh, taking care of the poor, the orphan, the widow, being his witness as the church, taking care of those, the poor, the orphan, the widow, the unborn, the elderly, the marginalized, those who've been unjustly treated, bringing God's kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. You know, it's also, being a witness is also standing up for those who've been unjustly treated wrongfully accused or even, should we say, perhaps murdered at the hands of abused authority. You know, life should be cherished no matter how small, what age, what color, what stage in life they are. Life is precious and and we need to be his witness. We need to be the church and stand up for those who are being unjustly treated and even murdered you know one time i I heard someone say, "You should have a Bible in one hand and a newspaper in another um, and For those of you that you you youngsters that don't know what newspapers are, well, every day when people would write stories, they didn't just blast them all over the internet they actually it it was much harder to put out there, so I think they had to be a little bit more disciplined in their writing and what they were researching but they would print it out every day into a you know bunch of pages, and they'd fold it up, and um, they'd deliver it to your doorstep, and our parents would go out and get the newspaper, and they'd read it while they were eating breakfast and drinking their coffee, um, and they would, that's how they got the news. They didn't have the internet at that time, uh, and of course, guys like me at that time, you know, I'm 14 years old, 13 years old, waking up at 4 in the morning, cramming newspapers uh, in my bag as I rode my bike to... Get newspaper, or get newspapers to the doorsteps. That was a that was actually a job. It was a paper boy. Um, anyway, I might be dating myself here, but anyway, that's what a newspaper was, and it was a person's way to understand what's going on in their city, in their community, and in the in the world around them. So the statement was: I'll get back to the statement here. Have a Bible in one hand and a newspaper in another, or have a Bible in one hand and and the news in another. Maybe you know, maybe it's your phone, but you've got the news and. <clears throat> It's saying, yes, understand the truths of the word, um, understand the Bible, but also know how to apply it into the modern day. Know how to apply it to what's going on in society, what's going on in the community, um, what questions are being asked, what issues are out there. And, and clearly, um, throughout history, there's been issues that needed to be addressed, and the Bible has the answers for all of it. You know, I don't know... Um, where people stand on a number of things, but obviously there's things going on um, in our world today. You know, this week in in Minneapolis and and what happened with George Floyd. Uh, you know, I don't know all the details, but all I know is that an extreme injustice was done. You know, no one we no one deserves that kind of punishment, and you know it's just something we can't ignore. You know, being the church is being a witness and standing up for the things that. Um, that are unjust. Um, and of course, we've been in this pandemic for a while. And again, I don't know where you land. You know, it's it's all over the board. It's everything from it's a plan and it's a conspiracy all the way to, you know, we're all going to die and who knows. And, uh, you know, please pray for uh, all of us as an eldership team as we try to use wisdom to decide what the next steps are. But um, it's all over the board and <clears throat> You know, wherever you stand, the reality is, is that people have gotten sick. People have died. People have lost their jobs. Depression is on the rise. Domestic abuse and violence is on the rise uh, uh, within the home. Abuse, abuse and violence in the home is on the rise. Um, and in these times, we must be the church. We must be His witness. We must be able to address these issues by having the Bible in one hand and the news in the other and being able to give an answer and a a reason for the hope that we have. We must be so intentional about bringing the hope of Jesus Christ to people, bringing love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against any of those things, there's not a law. Against such things, there's no law. You know, and this has been happening, um, throughout the community of RCC, and we see, we've seen that even through this time. We've seen salvations, uh, we've seen healings, we've seen um, people reaching out to those in need both within our RCC community, but even outside uh, to our neighbors and, and others in kind of our, our, our cities. We've been following up with each other in prayer. We've been um, investing in our relationships, our marriages, our families. We've been intentional about keeping those intact. So that's great, and I want to commend you for that and encourage you to keep doing that. Keep being His witness um, to, uh, from your city, but even to the ends of the earth. And during this time, we really need to be listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, He gave it to us. Um, he get, That's how we get power to be His witness. But we need to be listening to Him. We need to um, obey His promptings. You know, if the Holy Spirit's prompting you about a friend or a relative or a neighbor or a co-worker. Let's be obedient and reach out. Speak into their lives. Maybe the Lord's showing you something about that individual. Um, Just be ready to be obedient and to give a hope that you have. But we have the hope. It's Jesus. So let's give it. Let's be His witness. Let's be the church. Um, Share Jesus, who's our living hope, the hope of glory, the hope of Jesus. Let's be His witness. Let's be His church. Uh, and that's what that's what being the church is. If you don't know Jesus, I uh, just want to give you an opportunity today to uh, get to know him, to come to him. Uh, in the Bible, in John three sixteen, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And he goes on to say, God didn't come to condemn the world, but that through him that the world would be saved. Uh, if you put your trust in Jesus, you can... Um, secure your eternity in heaven. Um, that means you'll you'll be with Him forever and ever. Um, no matter what you've done, no matter how far you've run, um, there's there's nothing that can overcome God's love. There's nothing that's too great for God's love. No sin too great for God's love. If you're um, if you've once were close with the Lord and you've ran. He takes the prodigals too and he's welcoming you back with open arms. So take this opportunity uh, just to say, Lord, um, I give you my life, I give you my sin, I give you all the things, um, all the junk in my life, Lord, and I just lay them at your feet and I claim what you did on the cross, um, your your blood that was spilled, your, your body that was beaten, and I accept your free gift of salvation that's available to me. Nothing I I have to do other than just accept your free gift and and follow you. So Lord, I give that to you in Jesus' name. If you said that simple prayer, there's a party going on in heaven right now because someone has just come home and someone's name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life for eternity. Definitely want to connect with you. If you've done that, you can certainly uh, send us an email or hit us up on on the socials. but let us know. We'd love to pray with you and connect with you. <clears throat> so yeah, so um, I want to remind you that if you have any prayer needs, um, shoot us an email, prayer at redemptioncitychurch.com. Definitely glad to pray over your request, pray over any details that you uh, provide to us. Pray over that as an, as an eldership team and as a community. If you have any practical needs, rcccares at redemptioncitychurch.com. We know that many people are are struggling at this time, and of course, we'll do what we can to to help you in this time. Of course, again, as I mentioned before, we don't know where all this is going with the pandemic. Um, Some things are opening up, but at the end of the day, uh, we're not sure yet what's going on, and so please pray for us for wisdom as we try to move forward. Uh, but definitely stay connected with us. And there's a few ways you can do that. Obviously, I mentioned the socials. Hit us up on the socials at Redemption City Church, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, Get involved in a connect group. You know, we have a number of Zoom connect groups going on throughout the week. Uh, Most of the time on the second and fourth week of the month. Uh, They're really great, uh, just a great tool to stay connected with each other and pray for each other, meet with each other. Maybe sign up for our text alerts. If, you, if you're not getting our text alerts, shoot an email to info at redemptioncitychurch.com uh, and we can sign you up. Also download our app. Uh, you can hear the latest sermons, get the latest news, um, latest events, you know, whatever events we're going to be doing right now. They're pretty much all virtual, but uh, do check in there. But uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in today. Certainly glad to share this Pentecost Sunday with you. God bless you guys. Lord, I just want to pray. Lord, we uh, thank you for today. We thank you for um, establishing your church, your bride. We thank you for your gift of salvation and for your Holy Spirit. I just pray blessing over uh, the people of RCC, blessing over the people who are watching today. Um, We just pray, God, that you would help us be your witness, be your church. But uh, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, everyone. See ya.